We've been reading from Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, where we've been talking about come down for Christmas, realizing that Jesus came down that first Christmas. Let me read for you this text. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross." The wise men said, we want to come and find him so that we may worship him. And the word worship they use has kneel as its understanding. In the Orient, it was to kneel before someone and touch your forehead to the ground. Herod, of course, said, oh, come and tell me so that I can worship him too. And he uses the same word, though he had no intention of kneeling before the Christ child and touching his forehead to the ground. No, he wanted to eliminate him. I thought about all the times I have kneeled as a minister of the gospel, as a follower of Jesus, as somebody who grew up in a family of faith. I have told you about my most significant kneeling experience as a child. The home that was converted from the church where I went when I was a boy. And I stood on those hardwood floors just a few months ago for the first time since I was 11. And looked around that house that used to be a church. And you could still see the church form and function in that house. And I walked back to where the little room was where the men would gather and I would kneel as a boy. And those floors were so hard where we knelt. That's what I remember. And we knelt the whole time we prayed. And everybody in that little room prayed. And they all prayed a long time, it seemed to me. Like maybe an hour every time. It just was a long time to be on my knees. And my knees were aching when we got done. This poem which I just read to you in part, describes the coming down of the Lord Jesus. It talks about how he did not consider his status, his prerogatives, his equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. But instead, he emptied himself, or he made himself nothing. Whereas one translation says he made himself of no reputation and he took the form of a servant. And in the hymn, you see with each stanza in line, there's a little bit more of the description of how far he came. And in verse 8, we have the statement, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. He became obedient. There was this moment of obedience 
where the Son of God, who always was perfectly in harmony with his Father, surrendered completely to the Father's will once again. I told the children before we came uh, out of the baptistry area that when Jesus was baptized, God chose that moment to declare his pleasure with his son, a son with whom he was always pleased, who always did what was right, in this moment was baptized. And coming out of the water, the father said, this is my son whom I love. In him I am well pleased. And the father was well pleased with every word and every deed that his son spoke or did in his sojourn here on earth. But when he came to the end of his life, he had this moment where he had to pray, not my will, but thine be done. It was a Gethsemane moment. Let this cup pass from me, he prayed. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you want. And he prayed this prayer as he lay upon the ground in a garden called Gethsemane, surrendering fully to the Father's will. Jesus came to earth for the moment that was before him. He knew this was in his future. He described this to his disciples, that he was going to suffer many things and die at the hands of men. And it was Peter who rebuked him and said, Lord, it just won't happen. But it did. He obeyed his father right up to the dying point. Now, to really worship, you have this moment where you say, Father, not my will but thine be done. Even though my heart tugs me in another direction, even though I have desires that are against your will, I surrender to your will and I kneel before you. I place my head on the ground before you and I completely surrender to what you want me to do. Come down this Christmas with your own moment of obedience. Unlike Jesus, you may have things in your life that you know are disobedient. They are not what God wants you to do. And perhaps you've had a struggle in your relationship with God because you have this thing in your life which is against his will and purpose for you, and you know it. And when you think about your life, your conscience is troubled by this thing that is in you. And your Christmas worship today is to come down as the Son of God came down all the way to this point of obedience. He humbled himself and became obedient. Can you become obedient this Christmas? Could that happen in your heart? Could you obey what you know the Father wants you to do, but you have resisted?
or your own conscience has spoken to you and still you have denied it, would you obey this Christmas? Would you have a moment of obedience? When the writer of Hebrews challenged us to not give up, to always persevere, to not be afraid, but to go forward with God, he called us to a particular moment in the life of Jesus. He said, we are compassed about with this great cloud of witnesses, so let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us. It's a call to obedience for everybody who wants to follow Jesus. You've got a sin that besets you. It besets you easily. Let's lay aside the sin which so easily besets us and entangles us, and let's run with patience and endurance the race that is set before us. But Lord, how do I do that? How do I let go of this thing perhaps that I love, this thing that has been in my life? How do I let go? How do I obey? Where do I find the courage, the strength, the inspiration? And the author of Hebrews says, setting aside that sin which so easily besets you, running with endurance the race that is set before you, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. That's the key. Anytime you get tired, when you get weary in well-doing, when you have, tr have trouble obeying, you look unto Jesus. He is the author, that means he began, and the finisher of your faith. He began your faith, he will complete your faith. He starts it and he brings it to completion. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him, there was a joy set before Jesus. The author is saying, look, are you tired? Are you weary? Do you want to worship him sincerely and bow down before him this Christmas? Look unto him and see him, not just in any particular moment in his life, but, but see him as he dies, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And you will see in the death of Jesus perfect submission, perfect obedience, perfect humility. And the author of Hebrews says to them, you have not yet resisted unto blood in your striving against sin. Though you protest, though you've had trouble, Though maybe you've had sorrow, you have not yet resisted on the blood. Jesus hung upon the cross and died for you. He was faithful to the dying point. And the writer of Hebrews is calling us to that kind of faithfulness. And though sometimes we feel like we are persecuted, we have not yet given our life for the cause of Christ. They have not yet taken our life away from this, from us, because of him. And so... Look unto Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. I challenge you to see the Lord Jesus on this Christmas Eve, not just as a babe in a manger, but a perfectly humble and obedient servant of God who went to the cross because it was the will of the Father. 
and laid down his life on our behalf. That picture will never run out of power and inspiration for you. If you will pay attention to what he did for you. I read the story of the napalm girl, Kim Fan Tai. Did you see it? Published this year, Fire Road, The Napalm Girl's Journey. You may remember that Pulitzer Prize winning picture of a skinny and naked nine-year-old Vietnamese girl running in terror and shrieking at the top of her voice with a dark cloud of napalm in the background. That's the napalm girl. It happened in 1972. Her story is that she was burned severely on her back and her neck and her arms. And even today, 45 years later, she receives treatment for those burns that she experienced in that terrifying moment as a child. She also says that she was running then in that picture and she ran for 10 years. She ran from the bombs and the war and then she ran from communist Vietnam and she ran with anger and resentment and bitterness in her heart. Her life story was a picture of running until on Christmas Eve, 1982, Kim Tai went to a worship service where they were remembering Jesus, the Christ child. And she said the pastor talked about the gifts under the tree, but the one true gift of Christmas was Jesus Christ himself. And to receive this gift was to receive forgiveness and life and peace. And the napalm girl that Christmas Eve ran straight into the arms of God and tells the story of trusting Christ as her personal Savior and the transformation that happened in her life and 45 years later she writes the story of her salvation and urges everyone to run to Christ on Christmas Eve I thought when I read that someone will need to do that someone driven by fear and rage anger, bitterness, and resentment. Someone who was unjustly treated, who was wounded and burned and scarred and suffered. Someone who maybe since a child has run, needs to run this day into the arms of God who loves them so much that he gave his one and only son to save them and rescue them 
from their sin. Kim says that peace and joy flooded into her life and has been her companion ever since. And this can be your story too this Christmas Eve. Bow with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray for the one who sits here in this room in desperate need, not even knowing why they came to church, perhaps. By your Holy Spirit, would you draw them to yourself? Lord, I pray that young person who's been running will run into the arms of Christ this Christmas Eve. I pray for that adult who's been so far away so long that today they will find forgiveness and peace in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.